At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Okay, so Lombardi line, plenty to do with the three preseason games tonight. But remember, some of you yeah. might be a little young, but remember, remember? Batman, the Batman sig- signal when they throw up the yeah. in the air? Well, I think oh, it, yeah, Commissioner Gore. Yeah, I think it worked because I brought up Berman, and the, oh, Berman, the Berman signal came, went up there. I heard you were talking to somebody. He I assume like, it's Bill Berman. He wants me to t- discuss with Bill AD when I come out to Vegas mm. about the potential of having like a, a – you know, a senior consultant camera in his office for any time we need him, he's available. So, you know, I'm sure. <laughs> All kidding I'm aside, sure. Berman, that would be brilliant. Like where you just put, like whenever we talk to him, the camera just comes on at his computer. And yeah. because he's got a bunch of good nuggets, Berman adds something now. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, he's looking, you know, he wants me to discuss it with Bill Aidey. I'm sure Bill Aidey now will not even have a meeting with me <laughs> whatsoever. He's going to avoid you. I mean, where's Bill? Where's Bill? Oh, 
he just went that way. He just went that way. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, I would just like to say, Berman, if you're listening or watching, um, that was Michael that seemed nonplussed by the idea, and I'm all in. I mean, more Berman. Uh-huh. You know, Berman, he's he's very excited about his fantasy drafts that he's got coming up too. Yeah, I know he is. I mean, that's the Elvis theme. Do you realize that's always a theme to these drafts, and of it's course. an Elvis theme. Yes. So, you know, I mean, uh, I, I'm not going to be in town when it happens. I, mm. No, I will be. Yes. Oh my. Yes, I will no, be. You're oh, screwed. Boy. You're screwed. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> the conductor, uh, William Berman. Uh, one. He, he, this sounds like uh, Berman's salary for the year. Did you see what happened with Kawhi? So he agreed to a four-year yeah. extension with the Clippers, 176.3 million. Don't forget what the point. What took so three. long? Well, what he's a so weirdo. Long? What do you mean? What took so long? Can you figure him out? No, of course I can't. I mean, you know, I mean, what took so long? I just wondered about it. You know, it's like, wow. Wow. He he is. Everybody's all, uh, everybody's excited about the Houston Rockets, uh, their draft. Uh, Jalen Green. Two players that, yeah. And then the other kid they drafted in the first round, I can't say his name. There's a lot of names I can't say either. That one's hard. uh, Yeah, that one's really hard. Uh, Getting all the love in the summer league, you know, getting all the love. The so right now Clippers sixteen to one over at BetMGM Championship. Just to quickly run this down, the Nets your favorites at plus two forty. The Lakers four to one. So they've dropped a little bit since last time I looked. The Bucks are nine to one. Your champs. The Warriors nine to one. The Warriors are going to be so much fun. I can't wait to see Clay back. Just as a human being as well. Just yeah. a human interest story. Going to be great to have him back. Did you see the story that was released that they, they were interested in Simmons, but the decision to pass on the deal was centered around they didn't feel like Draymond and Simmons could function on the court at the same time. Both really great defensive players, but both would clog, would, would, would affect their spacing too much to really make their offense generate, which, you know, which makes a great point. I mean, that's the one thing I think about the Warriors. They're, they're always thinking about, how they can highlight their best players. And I think that's something you must do. It's interesting. The Heat at 25 to 1, not, not, not because I'm a Heat fan, Patrick, <laughs> but I've just got to yeah, say, right. Right. I mean, Struess in this pre, and he's been great. You know, they've got Lowry, you know, they've got, they've improved their team. I don't know, Patrick. You 25 said, to 1. A team that you may have heard of, I know you don't care, but the 76ers are 16 to 1. How are the Sixers ahead of them? I mean, Simmons Simmons refuses to return. The 76ers, this is a fact, okay? This is not disputable. They sent a coach out to Los Angeles to work to work out Simmons. You know, I think they sent out, uh, I want to say it was uh, Sam. Oh, Sam Cassell. They sent out That's Sam right. Cassell to work him out. And Simmons no-showed him. He won't even talk to him. They couldn't even get him to have a conversation. He won't return the agent. So, like, this is all in clutches management. They can't get anything done. What a fall, so, what a fall from grace. Seriously. It's like, well, it, they're partly responsible for it. I mean, they let him be, throw him under the bus. They threw him under the bus, you know. So, I mean, they're going to have to clean up this mess. They're going Because right now, he doesn't seem to want to be repaired. When you turn, when your coach goes out there to work you out and you want nothing to do with them, that, that's a little bit disturbing. If you listen closely right now, you can actually hear Bill A.D. sending Brian Musburger a text. He wants to talk to me about Berman when he comes out here. <laughs> He's like, no, he's, no, he's sending a text. Avoid Lombardi when he comes to Vegas. Just hang out with yeah. Millie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We, uh, okay, that's just, I don't love Bill Berman, who just sent us a novel. 
Lombardi yeah. line on a Friday. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, he is Michael Lombardi and the conductor. Bill Berman is hanging out on a Friday as well. Bill AD, watch your back. Uh, we were just talking about the Clippers giving Kawhi Leonard the contract. So no no surprise there. The Clippers sitting 16-01 on the board at BetMGM. I, yep. We're going to move on just quickly on Simmons. Do you what are you what are your expectations? I said fall from grace. I mean, he's a kid still, and I, it, it appears to me, I know you're not a part of the fan base, but a 76er fan base, they just love to move on. It's wild how he's flipped from beloved to... He wants to move on. I mean, he wants to move on, It's too. good for everybody I mean, if is, he does. Yeah, I mean, he. but the problem is the, a lot of... Co- you know, Popeye Jones left. He's in Denver now. You know, he knows what happened behind the scenes. You know, the guys from Brett Brown's staff knows what happens behind the scenes. You know, what was that one time I was sitting with uh, Leon Hess, the former owner of the Jets, and he said, you know what happens when you tell one person? They tell one person you have 11 people now. Telephone. Know. Put both... Yeah, I mean, and so that this is what happens. Everybody knows that, you know, he was no-show on some shoot-arounds, that, you know, after a day off, he wasn't basically in tuned or ready to play. You know, this is reputation you start to build. You know, this is the bed you lay in. You're going to have to make it. And, you know, doesn't want to work on a shot, doesn't want to listen to coaching, you know, yada, yada, yada. All of a sudden, that that's becomes a real issue. And you can do what Maury's doing and try to do damage control and say you're not, but at some point – you're going to have to make a decision, and they have to figure out what, who really are the core components of their team. How good are they, and what can they do? Embiid throwing him under the bus right after that was—he's a clown. I, Embiid, I'm I'm off. I mean, of look, the, here's what I'm told. You know, when they held team meetings, Embiid would show up. Simmons sometimes wouldn't show up, but Embiid would show up. He'd get his chair. He'd park it all the way in the back of the room, so he's there. But he never really took place in the meeting. There's a leader. That's what you like to see. There's your leader. But he's the first guy to come up there and tell the crowd to get going. By the way, Berman brings up a great point. All this, I'm not making any of this up. I got this from somebody who knows. Well, it's like Berman just said to me via text, Michael's uh, amazingly engaged in the 76ers for being a Heat fan. That is true. I mean, you really know no, a lot of let, information. Let's be very clear. Let's be very clear. I have information that I felt I should share with our listening audience Fair. on our betting network, Fair. and I felt like it's my duty to report that news. If I have it, I should give it to people. Mm. You know, I mean, now people say, well, Lombardi, you're not wired in the NBA. Well, you know, the one good thing about writing Gridiron Genius, there's been a lot more basketball coaches have read it than football coaches because they seem to resonate with it. So I have developed a little bit of a group of NBA people that I talk to on a regular basis, which has been fun. And based on the scuttlebutt, I'm still waiting. Vogel's going to be fired any second. You keep on bringing that up. Vogel could be on his way out. I just want to be clear. That's not inside information. That's just you positing the idea that there's going to be a lot of expectations. I think it's one of the hardest hardest jobs in basketball. And and Frank's from from Wildwood, right down the road here. You know, I mean, I think it's one of the hardest jobs in basketball. He's going to have to make all those things come together. And make people who are typically not unselfish play unselfish. I think that's a hard job. He uh, he is a, a ter- I mean that job comes with so much with LeBron and now the expectations. Yeah. Hey, may, you can buy him dinner. He'll be maybe he'll be home sooner than later. You can buy you and Bill can take him out to dinner we'll see. where it talks. Yeah. Okay, we we continue here on the Lombardi. Hey, uh, summer pro, tucks. Pro, pro, summer tucks. Pardon me. Um, a programming note. Remember. Lombardi's quarterback tiers come back tomorrow. So we yeah. did eight. We've done 16 already. We got 16 to go this weekend. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Me too. Me too. I'm looking forward to it. Now, a couple of things that I wanted to throw at you. One, we've got the three games tonight. I I haven't discussed directly. We heard from Wes on this one. I do like the angle as far as preseason, just because it's a culture setter with the first coach, with the coach's first game. I I think it's human instinct to want to show and prove. Uh, I think it's human instinct to want to ch- start creating something within the locker room. And then you t- talking about a weird bird and Dan Campbell, who is going to treat the preseason like he's going to treat the oh, Super yeah. Bowl because that's just how he's wired off of caffeine and, and oddness. But he and, and Buffalo's in town again, no Josh Allen tonight and Detroit was a two point dog. They're now uh, like up to two as a favorite here at this Circa. This is a slap in Mitchell's. This is a slap in Mitchell's face Uh-oh. that he went from being the favorite to the dog. This is a slap in his face. I mean, mm. really. I mean, you know, we get MVP Mitch out there. Come on, running around. I mean, look. I think the Bills, when you watch them closely, some of their depth in their offensive line is going to get tested. I think where will they be defensively? That's you know, the Bills rely on their scheme so much defensively. We're not going to see much of that. I, I think I think Detroit will take the game seriously. I agree. I think Detroit will try to come out there and be physical now. Is David Blau good enough to be the backup quarterback? I don't think we're going to see Jared Goff very much. But, uh, you know, I think for sure that we will be able to, uh, you know, we will see, uh, you know, Blau play quite a bit. And I think he's played well enough to think that he could do some things. So, you know, we shall see. I, I just don't. You know, I just don't feel good enough about, you know, when it goes to Mitchell, to Fromm, to Davis Webb, that, that they're going to be able to move the ball, especially when they're playing with a bunch of their backups. You know, we're going to see the two young defensive linemen, Rosaria and, and Basum, that they drafted out of uh, Miami. We're going to see those two guys try to see if they can rush the passer. But I think for the most part, you know, Buffalo's an older team defensively. No Mario Addison, no Starla Tui, no Jerry Hughes. I think you're going to see a lot less of those guys, particularly in the secondary where Jordan Poyer and McCoy. I don't think you're going to play much either. Of course, Buffalo expectations sky high. Michael finished second in the AFC one, two home playoff game. Look, just to bring it back to Detroit and this game tonight, I'm relative, not shocked because we've seen these numbers jump up as far as the totals 36 and a half 37 at circa feels heavy for a game between two teams that are going to be all obviously yeah. Buffalo defense and, and Campbell. It's, it's all about setting the tone of physicality and the idea of not letting Buffalo score is going to be a high priority. You know, this is 37. Like I said, that's a line of demarcation yeah. for these preseason games. It's interesting how it's, you know, that to me, that means you're going to think there's going to make, and maybe because that number's there because of the experience. I mean, I kid about MVP Mitch, but the guy's played in games. I mean, he's got experience. So, you know, and he should be able to go out there in a preseason game against a team. You know, Aaron Glenn's coordinated the defense of the, you know, it's pretty going to be pretty basic. It's not going to be the true Dennis Allen style of scheme where you're just kind of, you know, doing a lot of different things. So, I think they should move the ball. I mean, that's the one thing about preseason. If you have veteran like Flacco, Flacco, if Flacco didn't look good last night, mm-hmm. then then sound the alarms. The, you know, I really do believe because we saw the difference oh, adding the wide receiver last year for Allen. What what that meant? I think Emmanuel Sanders could be a big addition for this team. No doubt. I think he can too, you know, because I think when you really study the bills and you see how they use Beasley and how all of a sudden teams wanted to try to trap Beasley on all these underneath routes 
and, you know, became a little bit problematic. Gabriel Davis played really well for them, was their outside receiver, made a few big catches in the Indianapolis game, kind of got them back in there. But I think with, with, with what we get from Cole Beasley is you get 82 catches, 10 yards a catch. There were a lot of outside runs. Look, the Bills couldn't run the football last year at all against anyone. They really struggled. So they had to invent ways to throw the football by their repassing game. That's kind of how they got benefited by that. So, you know, I think they're going to need to prove it, and whether it's – you know, whether it's going to be Emmanuel, whether it's going to be Beasley, but it'll take some of the pressure off Beasley, which I think will help. Allen threw for 4,544 yards last year. If I told you his prop this year on passing yards total is 4,550 and a half, would you go over or under it? Well, they still have no running game. I think it's got to go over, Patrick. I think they're going to throw it. Look, go back and watch the, the, the Baltimore game. I mean, they knew they couldn't, ball, they couldn't block Baltimore in the run game. They didn't even try to run the ball in the Baltimore game. They didn't even try to run the ball in that game. They were coming out throwing it every play. Now, some of those throws were runs. They were just long handoffs. But I, I, th- I don't think they'll be able to run the football again. I don't think this offensive line is physical enough to run block. And I think it's too easy to call smash or delays and get six or seven yards. And Brian Dable does a nice job of doing that. It really is incredible. And the, the idea, you know, we talked about Arthur Smith being a loss for Tennessee. How about Dayball being a gain for Buffalo? Because we just, we you haven't seen from year two to year three a progression like Allen in 100 years. I mean, that's about as no, really I mean, impressive I've as I've never seen it. I've never seen his improve his accuracy. I would have never thought it happened. And, you know, it did. Now he's got to come back and do it again. What, what, what surprised me more than anything was his ability to be accurate under pressure. Some of those throws he made when he was scrambling out of the pocket, really. Now he makes some bonehead plays. Let's not forget this now. You know, he makes some really tough plays. Like, you know, they throw – they have a swing pass in the Kansas City game. They could that, that swing pass could have been a touchdown or at least down inside. And Singletary drops it. The next play, he takes one of the worst sacks you could take. He backs up. He tries to make some plays. And I think Brian's probably going to do a good job of, talk, of talking him through. Look, when it's a bad play, just take the bad play. Get off of it, you know? And I think that's what he has to learn to do. He, he is a bit of an enigma in this sense. I've never seen, like, the dichotomy between, remember the first half he played in Houston and then the second half? I've never seen somebody play so well and then, yeah. so, and then so bad. Like, yeah. could, like the different human being. It, it really was. And, and, you know, and his act, he lost the strike zone. He's like a pitcher who just lost mm-hmm. the strike zone. That's right. And, you know, once that happened, it became a real problem. It, it's, it's, it really is. It's almost like you, you, you have to pay him and you feel good if you're a Bills fan. But there are those where he just, remember, yeah, you mentioned the sack where there's, he just has these mental lapses where it's almost like he's so talented that he feels like he can overcome it because he's a great, he's a great athlete as well. I think part of it is the character. They love him there. And you know, yeah, there's no doubt. And, 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 and there's no doubt. I mean, he's got all the intangibles. He's got all the things you love in a player, but you know, he's got to eliminate some of those, some of those bad plays. So, on Michael Lombardi's uh, quarterback tier list, there's a gentleman named Tua that came in at 32, which wasn't a surprise. You know, who was surprised last year? Not only, Ryan Fitzpatrick, but Chan Gailey, who was running the Dolphins offense. So Fitzpatrick was asked uh, by the athletic about being benched for Tua. And he said, look, I have a ton of respect for Brian Flores, the coach, and we have a very good relationship. But I thought 
it was a joke at first. We're putting Tua in. I was floored. That was my team. I fought through the SHI with those guys. I get the way the NFL works. I get it. But to have that happen the way it did, and then Chan Gailey said, I was in total shock. We didn't even remember offensive coordinator one year. We didn't even have a preseason. It was a totally new offense for Tua. We were just starting to hit our stride. I mean, and it showed up. I mean, now we'll see how it's going to play out. I mean, we're going to we're going to take a look at it and see how he's improved. If he's improved, can he make the throws from the pocket? I mean, there's a lot of skepticism about this. I mean, look, he did not. Let's just take Mac Jones last night, for example. You know, Mac Jones looked good. Looked like he threw the ball, kind of had a feel for him. All the players, Devontae Adams, Waylon, all those guys who played there, all said Mac's better than Tua. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. The Gailey comments are interesting because, remember, he lasted just one year, and he said we had won two in a row, scored a bunch of points, moved the ball well. It came as a shock to me. I I wrote down in my notes, you know, is this a reason to question Flores as far as communication within the organization? I mean, he had a quarterback in the offensive corner saying they were both shocked. I I don't want to delve too deeply into it, but is there something there? Well, I think they needed to know. I think they needed to know. I think there's a there's a sense of desperation to find out. Do we have our guy? Is mm-hmm. this guy good enough? I mean, you know the owner wants to find out quickly, right? He's, he wants to go to the Super Bowl. So they needed to find out what's going on. And I think there was a sense of urgency. And, you know, and, and, you know, and, and maybe, I don't know what, obviously, just based on what we're reading, he wasn't looking that good in practice or else you wouldn't have heard this commentary. It wasn't like he was dominating practice and everybody said, Oh, we got to put him in the game. That that ain't the case. Right. You know, you know, he wasn't dominating. It's pretty clear. He wasn't dominating practice. No pressure to a, Hey, and by the way, at least uh, Justin Herbert didn't pop at all. Who was drafted behind him. Yeah. I mean, I think that's all. I think that also add that flavor into it. I think that that played an important. That was also something that created this. I mean, look, they they got the better player, and we pick and we picked them second. And that his name is slipping my mind. The general manager has gotten a lot of kudos down in Miami. He's been very, Chris Gear, Chris, Chris Gear, very yeah. crafty ingenuity. He's been very good with the way he's kind of maneuvered. But the two, this could be yeah. the scarlet. It letter. doesn't matter until you get the quarterback. You get the quarterback I mean, look, they right. had to. They had a disastrous offseason last year. They had a disastrous offseason last year. I mean, the only player really remaining from their offseason last year, well, they have a Landon Roberts, but really it's 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 Byron Jones who they the only reason he's on their team is because they gave him sixteen million. All those players they signed last year, they've traded or cut. You know, they didn't have a great offseason. And when you look at it, you say, Oh, Miami's really ready to play. They're really good defensively. They gave up eight yards per pass attempt last year. Their secondary is really, you can attack them. Now, what they were great at was turning the ball over. They were great at forcing turnovers and they got the ball out, but they were not great in coverage. If you could block the front or block the scheme, which some teams did, you had plays to make. So this is going to be an interesting year for them. That, this offensive line is not good enough. I think everybody kind of knows that who's watched Miami's practice. They're going to have to get better in that front because if the front's not good, it's not going to help Tua, who's going to need all the help he can get. Pick the right book if you're betting Miami, by the way. I got them nine here, and then we got them nine and a half. I believe that's DraftKings on the Dolphins. Are you are, – I, I know we've talked about it. Are you big time down on them I, I right now? Under. I think under. I I think they're an under team. I I don't see them going to 10 wins. I mean, I love Brian. I think he does a great job. However, I think this is a hard thing to overcome. You know, how good are you on defense? I mean, Xavier Howard's outstanding. 
But now you've got three other corners you can go after. And, and, How's that going to work out? And Howard wanted out. And Howard, well, he got you know, he only wanted out because he saw Byron Jones get all this money. He's like, where's my coin? And they gave it to him, which they des- which they should have. That's just saying the communication. Gailey, maybe he feels a little burnt. And Fitzpatrick made sure to say he had a good relationship with Flores, and Flores has done a hell of a job. I mean, I think, look, we all we all as fans sat there and said, what? And then we watch him come in in the Denver game and almost lead him back. He throws an interception. Here's what we know. We watch him lead him back against Miami. I mean, if it wasn't for Fitzy, you know, and if they played Buffalo in that last game of the year and Fitzy played, they might have beaten That's Buffalo. That's right. Here's what we know. The Dolphins had no pressure last year. They have a lot of pressure this year. That's a big difference. That's right. Come back here on the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So 
Listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Must be a Friday, man. It's getting going at the office there in Jersey. I could hear it. I, I mean, I don't know yeah, what was no, being discussed, but you guys got a little juice going over there. Well, yeah, you know, we're, t- we're solving all the world's problems. You know, Patrick, I wanted to bring the- <laughs> yeah, yesterday. Please, I, 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 I watched. <laughs> I went back. I started. I wanted to watch some New Orleans tape yesterday. So yes. I was watching New Orleans tape. You know who was really bad for New Orleans? Pray tell. Last year, Drew Brees. Hmm. He was really bad. Not stretching the he ball. Was, couldn't do anything. I mean, couldn't do anything. I mean, everything they had to do. I mean, Sean had to call the perfect play almost all the time. I mean, it, it had to call the perfect play almost all the time. No juice in his arm. Couldn't make it. I mean, just really, really disappointing. I mean, but so for all the conversations we're going to have about are the Saints better and, oh, my God, they missed Drew Brees, we can stop that. Now, you're going to hear that from the national media. Stop that, though. Like, Drew didn't play well last year. He's going in the Hall of Fame. He's great. I'm not – but his 2020 season wasn't very good. It was not very good at all. And, frankly, he probably played one year too long. So, as we're coming back, and this is a point I wanted to make, was that, you know, let's not get into this all mushy crying, you know, you know, wearing black. Uh, We don't have Drew this year. We're really – no, that's not going to be the case. It's not going to be the case. They couldn't make a play anywhere on the field in that playoff game as they're going through it. Everything Sean did, it was manufacturing offense. Right. Remember the big touchdown pass, you know, they bring Winston in to throw the, the, throw the right. flea flicker. That's right. And they still should have won that game. I mean, it, it's weird. It's, it's weird because I just noticed he just couldn't push the ball. Like, there was no No, even though Chris, Chris Collinsworth kept saying his arm looks fine to no. me. Like, no, it doesn't. Everybody knows it. I mean, there's a play before the fumble, and this is always what happens. This always happens in games. People focus on the fumble, and it's certainly to blame. And all Cook's got to do is get on the ground and not fumble the damn ball, right? But the, there's like three plays before. He's got Kamara wide open in the flat, wide open in the flat. And and he throws, overthrows the crosser, which was his first read, granted. But the crosser had a guy in front of him, so he tries to put it over the guy in front of him. And there's a guy behind him, which is a hard throw to make, and it was a, almost picked off. He throws that thing to Kamara. Kamara's over there screaming for the ball. You know, he wants the ball out in the flat because he's wide open. There were so many of those plays on the tape that you say to yourself, wait a minute. They're not going to miss him. Are they going to miss him? They'll miss Drew Brees from two, ten years ago. They'll miss him from five. They're not going to miss that version of Drew Brees. You know, it's interesting. So, again, apply that knowledge to maybe a quarterback upgrade. It seems counterintuitive for the Saints, but it's weird with Brees. It's almost like nobody knows quarterbacks more than Peyton. He played the position, and he's very good with it. it that must have been an awkward transition towards the end when Breeze was still trying to figure out what he was going to do. You know, Peyton was just like, no, it's okay. You can just go enjoy your family. Yeah, I mean, there's what happens is you get so invested in players that you can't that, that they become bigger than the franchise, and does, and he is one of those guys. I mean, he put him on the map, won a Super Bowl, and and I don't want to ever ever say he was, but last year was not the was not his year. It really wasn't. 
and the fact that he struggled to make all these throws. So when we're sitting here talking about how good are they going to be without him, that's not their problem. Their problem is going to be, are they going to, can they rush the passer and can they get, because they're going to be different on offense. Now, maybe they don't have enough weapons offensively because of Michael Thomas, because of uh, Traquan Smith not being healthy and all that, missing all those practices. But the reality of it is is, is they're, they're going to be a little bit harder to defend because you were defending an arena league game. I mean, the Bucks knew it. And be clear about Breeze. He transcended the Saints. He was New Orleans, right? No, I mean, he, and just... he deserves all. I mean, he, he he deserves a gold jacket. He deserves his name on the Superdome. I mean, he deserves all that. Absolutely. But I think what we lose sight of is as betters and as playing this is we can't dis, we can't think he played well last year. It's like Peyton Manning's last year in the NFL. He didn't play well. He won a Super Bowl, but he'd be the first to tell you it was one of his worst years ever, injury related. And I think Breeze was probably the same way. If I told you 70-30, Winston takes 70% of the snaps this year, 30 for Hill. What would you say? I think that's probably right. I think they need to incorporate both of them because they're going to need a man. And this is what Sean does a good job. And this is what I pointed out yesterday. Let's not get away from the winning percentage of these coaches. They don't have these winning percentages because they're bad coaches, right? You know, like Pittsburgh made a trade for Joe Schubert, another inside linebacker. Go with Devin Bush. Good trade. Jacksonville just gave him away after they gave a huge contract. Yeah. They're going to do things to make their team better. I'm a little bit more reluctant to go against Pittsburgh when you watch him and you study the history of their coaches. Same thing with with Peyton. Peyton wakes up, wins 10 games. Tomlin wakes up, wins 10 games. There is a consistency. You know, yep, it's, no that's, a, that's a great point by you. We come back. Josh Applebaum's going to join. Mr. Baseball's going to make an appearance as well. Oh, we got steam coming, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> they, the they knew line. that. They knew that they weren't going to nail it down. They knew it. They knew that Ron Rivera wasn't going to call timeout. They knew it. They just knew it. It's they, they knew it. They. Season is here. Three more games tonight. It's time for you to get serious and get the NFL betting guide. It's coming soon. I think the 24th. So coming up in just about 10 or 11 days. Our experts provide profiles of every team, advanced stats, power ratings. You get everything. Season win totals, division finishes. Here's here's what I would do. The guide's 20 bucks, but I'm not trying to make the company less money. But get both the NFL betting guide and the college football betting guide, and you're going to get a discount. Go to vsin.com/slash-subscribe. You can sign up for free right now vcin.com slash subscribe. Michael Lombardi got a big Friday planned over there in Jersey with Berman. Of course, uh, Josh Applebaum <laughs> Market Insights is the podcast drops at noon. <laughs> he liked it. Uh, noon on Monday through Friday. Hi, Josh. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Michael. And Michael, what would you think of that Field of Dreams game? Man, we had to sweat that one with the White Sox, but Tim Anderson getting it done. And then, Michael, also, luckily, the referee wasn't the uh, the end-all, be-all in that Patriots game, but got a good call with the ref. Stevenson scores that touchdown. But uh, I wanted to ask you, Michael, your thoughts on what you saw from Cam Newton versus Mac Jones. You know, one thing that jumped out to me, the average pass length. If you look at what Cam had, I know it's a preseason game, 0.3 yards, Mac 7.2 yards. We still have Cam as a minus 350 favorite to win the starting job week one against Miami Mac plus 250 but what do you think Michael did, did you see any promise from camp from uh, Mac Jones last night I, I think that's a great question because you bring up a question that centers on analytics right when Chase 
when Chase Thomas is in the game, right? Chase Young, excuse me. When he's in the game, right, you don't want to hold the ball. You don't want to throw that thing down the field, right? And so when he comes off the field, which he wasn't on when Mac was on there, you got a chance to throw it down the field. The old Dwight Freeney rule, right? So whenever you played the Colts when Dwight Freeney was, was playing – and Freeney was standing next to Tony Dungy. Let's throw the ball down the field. Let's throw it down the field now, right? Freeney's not in. Freeney's not in. Freeney's not in. Well, the Chase Young rule goes into play. So, yes, you make great sense. Yes, uh, Cam didn't throw it down the field, and Mac did. Perfect. On, on Looking at a piece of paper, it makes perfect sense. But until you factor in the defense, which what analytics doesn't do, Okay, until you factor in that they got Chase Young over there, that they don't have somebody else, then all of a sudden it changes a little bit. I thought Mac played really well. I didn't think Cam played poorly, but I think Cam was, they were concerned about the rush. They wanted to slow it down. They ran a bunch of screens. They tried to bootleg them out. The, the Washington football team handled the boots. They had a specific plan to get away from. They wanted to boot away from them. They wanted to get away from Chase Young disrupting the game. And I think it did. So you got to factor that in. That doesn't take anything away from what I thought Mac Jones did. Mac Jones played like I thought he was. He's smart. He could run the two-minute. He had command. He understood the, the mic points. He pointed them out. He was able to get them in their offense with confidence. And he was accurate. And he was accurate. And I think he'll only get better. But I would, as I said earlier in the show, obviously you don't pay attention. No, he doesn't. But as I, <laughs> as I said earlier in the show, you know, you and Berman must be texting together over there. I don't know what the hell's going on here. But, you know, I would put, I would put a little money on Mac. I would. I, I don't think it's – I don't think it's a – I don't think it's a, uh, a, a uh, St. Jude's pick. I think it's a serious. I think there's going to be a decision. I would put money on Justin Fields because I can sense the tenor of the conversation coming out of Chicago. It isn't as dominant as, oh, Andy Dalton's so great. There's a lot of momentum for that. Mac Jones. For be, Justin Fields. Yeah, Mac Jones would be the week one starter, Josh. Or maybe we should call you Hollywood because you used to listen to the show. <laughs> now you just you avoid us yeah, until, I mean, you, you until know. it's your turn. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, anyway, Hollywood. You uh, ask us to recap the A-block I know, from I know. the first hour. Uh, it's like, like, first off, you know, it's like, hey, hey, Josh, I went to Allegiant Stadium. Do you need more information? Go listen on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And secondly, if you missed Michael's breakdown of the two preseason games from last night, you might want to go listen because it's probably the best 30 minutes of radio that's ever and TV that's ever yeah. happened. No biggie, Josh. Two and a half to one. Is that still where we sit on <laughs> On Mac Jones, week one starter. You are, you are correct, Patrick and Michael. Let me just say, hey, Uh-oh. these note cards don't write themselves. I got show prep. I got to do the pod. Just so you know, I love you oh, guys. Guilt. I, so hey, you're coming back so with you know, guilt. I, I understand. That I we, do feel You're bad, saying though. we don't work? Is that what you're saying? You're saying we don't work? <laughs> I'm just trying to stick with you hey, guys. Did you, I, let me ask you quickly, though. I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Did you, because Michael tweeted about the, uh, the uniforms last night that the White Sox were wearing. I, I want to hear both your thoughts. I thought it was a pretty majestic, pretty cool visual. Aesthetically, I thought that Field of Dreams thing really popped on television. Michael, I'll start with you. I thought it did, too. I mean, I don't know what JVT's got a problem with it for, but I thought it just jumped Wait, what out. Is it? Does it JVT awesome. not like it? JVT was like he doesn't understand what the big thing is about it. I mean, you know, I, I he doesn't understand. It's a movie that was in 19. I don't know when it was. Like, there, you know, it was, it, it was really, I thought it was a good movie, and I think it was great, and I think that corn – I think the, they'll be playing games. They didn't build that stadium not to play games there for the next 20 years. I promise you they're going to be playing games there. And I thought the White Sox – I love those old-fashioned uniforms like that. I thought they were great. Yeah. I really did. Hitting bombs into the corn. Some thought it was a, a, a tad corny, Josh. No pun intended. But I, I really enjoyed it. What were your thoughts? 
I loved it. I, and I'm one of those uh, one of those tearjerkers when I watch Field of Dreams. I'll, I'm man enough to admit I cry every time he, when he says you want to have a catch, Dad. Like, it gets me. I just thought it was a great atmosphere. Uh, I like it how it's a little more intimate. You don't have these, you know, 40,000 fans. You just have the stands kind of behind home plate and on the sidelines here. You know, Kevin Costner coming out from the cornfield, the old-time uniform, shoeless Joe Jackson. I loved it. And, Michael, my request would be let's make this kind of like, you know, in the NHL when they have these outdoor series games where they go to Fenway or Yankee Stadium or – play at Lake Tahoe. I think if, if uh, Commissioner Manfred is smart, you make this an annual thing, change different teams, throwback uniforms. I loved it. Couldn't get enough. And Patrick, dare I say a movie script ending with the wise guys here, uh, Michael, you and myself on the White Sox there. You dare say it, Hollywood. You dare say it. <laughs> uh, you do. Did you, so as we apply what we took from yesterday, it seems like that 37 is the demarcation line for totals in the preseason. Uh, you had well, I guess if we want to call it steam line movement towards the Patriots, they do end up winning, obviously. And the a nice middle spot for the Patriots where it's open 32, close 37 and a half, land at 35, Josh. Yeah, it's a great point by you, Patrick. The wise guys who are able to high water mark, low water mark, you know, get the early over, get the late under. You know, if you're if you're middling preseason games, I tip my cap to you. That's about as sharp <laughs> as it gets. But uh, I would say, let me get your take real quick, Michael, on Dallas, Arizona. So Patrick brings up this under trend. To me, your sharpest underplay tonight is Dallas, Arizona. We did see in the Hall of Fame game, 16 to three game, very low scoring here with Dallas. But what you like, and Patrick, you mentioned this line of demarcation at the number 37. Keep an eye on that number because when the Total is 37 or higher. The under is 57% the last decade. Also, unders in the preseason are 56.5% since 2014. And, Michael, we did see this Dallas-Arizona play fall to the total. It was 40. It's down to 38. It's not like yesterday where some of these totals opened low and rose. This one opened high and fell. Uh, 82% of money of bets on the under, 87% of money. Kingsbury, 3-1 and one to the under. I'm looking at that under in Arizona tonight, guys. Yeah, I think that I think it's going to be Arizona's got a lot of guys hurt too. So under thirty, I mean, they got a COVID list bunch of them. Yeah. Okay, we'll come back and get uh, finish up Michael's thoughts on that one and move on to the other two as well. Got some baseball plays too on a Friday. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. It's Vsin the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Summer's heating up, so is football and the betting action at BetMGM. Sign up now using the bonus code VSIN1000, and your first risk is uh, free, free up to $1,000. So, again, sign up now, first bet, $1,000, bonus code VSIN1000. Major League Baseball, also Major League Soccer, which I get into. And when you register with BetMGM, you also get instant access to a variety of parlay selections, features, live betting options, player props, daily boosted odds specials. The king of sports books, BetMGM, of course. VSIN 100 is the code. Paid for and free bets. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years or older. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. We got you back here on the Lombardi line. Hope you're having a nice Friday. Of course, we'll be with you tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday, as we really get into the meat of everything that's happening right now. We're on tomorrow. My time seven, Michael's 10. So he's going to sleep in over there. It, <laughs> there's going to be some, co- I feel like this is a Friday at the office after the show's done. Berman might pour a cocktail. It's starting to feel, have that vibe to it. I think there's no doubt. I would not tell. I don't think Vegas would make that bet. I think he's going to go to his pool. I think he's going to make himself a cocktail, and he's going to get himself all, you know, registered for the weekend. You know, he'll be enjoying himself. And, and you know what? As I told him today when he was giving me his plans, if not now, when? I mean, really, if not now, when's he going to do it? Summer's coming to an end. If you don't do it now, it's hot here. I don't know what it's like up there, Josh. It's hot. It's very humid. You know, if you got a nice pool in your backyard, you should go home and enjoy it. Well put. You're, that's that's philosophy. I think you came up with that. If not now, when? Was that you or Socrates? If not now. <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, I think it's important. I mean, you got to enjoy the evening. It's the summer wind is blowing in. I mean, why not? Right? Hey, Sinatra. Look at you working Ooh. it all in. Uh, Josh Applebaum, the, so Michael agreed with you. You both like the under tonight, Dallas, Arizona. It's been bet down to 38. Uh, let's start on the other, the two early ones. Let's start Tennessee, Atlanta. Atlanta's been bet to a point here, uh, point favorite, and a 38 on the total. Yeah, the Atlanta Falcons tonight, guys, look a lot like the Patriots last night, just in terms of the opener to where we're seeing the, the number move at this point. So, Michael, this thing opened Tennessee minus one on the road. It's now flipped, kind of hopped the fence. Now Atlanta's become a favorite. Minus, uh, they go open plus one, now minus one, minus one and a half. Uh, I'd be looking at another money line play, similar to the Patriots situation yesterday, around minus 120 with Atlanta. A couple system matches, one that did match with the Patriots last night. When you see a line move in the preseason on a team that missed the playoffs against a team that missed made the playoffs uh, one with the Pats last night. Now 82 and 67 ATS 55% overall. Also a really good bet versus dollar split guys looking at where the actions coming in for Atlanta. According to our buddy, John Ewing at BetMGM, they're getting 58% of spread bets slightly more than half, but they're getting 71% of money. So that's a really good bet versus dollar discrepancy telling you that a lot of these bigger, sharper wagers seem to be on the Falcons. Uh, Michael, a couple things here, Arthur Smith going up, going up against his old team, new head coach with something approved. Didn't work out with Sirianni last night in the Eagles, uh, but this would be a situation, hey, get off on the right foot, play some of your guys maybe a little bit longer. Also, Vrabel, 2-6 and six ATS uh, so far in his career with uh, with Tennessee, so hasn't really covered these numbers overall, dog or favorite. But Michael, are you surprised by this move to Atlanta? Do you like this move to Atlanta, and would you money line the Falcons here? I'm not surprised, first and foremost, because I think Atlanta wants to play well. I think that if you're Mike Vrabel and you've got decimated by injuries last year and your defense was as bad as it could possibly be, I, I think you want to try to basically keep your players healthy, keep doing the things in practice, and build your momentum into the season. So I think that's why this line's flipped. Now, I don't know if Arthur Smith's going to play Matt Ryan very much, or how, but he's got an offensive line that the people have seemed like at least in the two games that I've watched, the Eagles gave their guys some reps. You know, Pittsburgh didn't do it as much, yet their young offensive line did. But I, I do think Atlanta's going to have to try to set the tempo and try to win this game. I think Tennessee just wants to get the game over. Look, when Tennessee's offense doesn't have Derrick Henry in it, it's not the same offense. It's not going to have Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, or Julio Jones. They're not going to be hard to defend. Well, well put. Not going to see Tannehill tonight. Uh, you see it Woodside and Barkley behind them, as you both mentioned. Josh, the next one, anything? And, and, and you know, please. the other thing, too, Patrick, what I think it does is the one thing I think that, you know, that, that offensive line, it exposes the offensive line in Tennessee. And, you know, whereas they get away with it with Henry, they get away with it with Arthur Smith's scheme. It's, a, it's, a, it's all play action. They're going to have a hard time getting away with it. We won't see Taylor Lewan. We won't see Saffold. We won't see Ben Jones because those guys are older players. Now we're dealing with the backups. This could get ugly. Yeah, again, I believe the Smith, Arthur, I think that news is equally as big for Tennessee as it is Atlanta. Adding the addition of Smith, I think, is going to invigorate that offense with Atlanta. But Tannehill really blossomed, Michael. Remember, the Lafleur offense in Tennessee was terrible. Horrible. He got a head coaching job out of it, but it was horrible. Yeah, he flipped it. You know, it, was, it was really bad. He flipped it. Yeah, but I mean, you know what I mean. No, I know exactly. It's all perception. You know, it's like, you know, it, it, and it showed up in Green Bay's, you know, they have Aaron Rodgers. So everybody thinks they have a great offense up there. You take Aaron Rodgers away from the floor. I'm not sure how good the, it might look Zach Taylor-ish. 
Yeah. Don't, don't, that is, that's a bad word right there. Z Taylor, your boy. Uh, let's go Buffalo, Detroit, Josh, no Josh Allen with the new contract. Uh, Buffalo was sitting two. Now it's Detroit laying a point and 36 and a half. The, and I'm seeing a 37 at circa on the total. Yeah, so Patrick, real quick to, to the previous game, Tennessee Atlanta mentioned the total real quick. There is this move to the Falcons, but that would be an opportunity of that 37 or higher underplay. So that Tennessee Atlanta total open 38 has not moved at all. I'd love to see this thing maybe fall to 37 and a half before uh, before tip off here at seven o'clock. But remember, 37 or higher under 57 percent uh, the last decade. But um, looking at this one, guys, Patrick, I should defer this one to you. This is your you. Detroit Lions here, and I think you might have put a big wager on them because got a line move to Detroit. Detroit here, Michael, open Buffalo minus two on the road. Now flip to Detroit minus one and a half. That would match the same system with Atlanta tonight and the Patriots yesterday. That line moved toward a team that missed the playoffs versus a team that made the playoffs. You kind of say to yourself, you know, regular season game, Buffalo, Detroit, you know, probably destroys Patrick, uh, your Lions here. But again, variables are different at play here. Buffalo may be resting a lot of their guys. Line moved to Detroit. Another rookie coach, Matt Campbell, biting kneecaps, trying to get off on the right start. But Michael, what's your take on this one? Do you agree with this move? And do we see Detroit take this game much more seriously than Buffalo does? This is the highest, one of the highest bet games of the day. I mean, it's seriously, this is getting a ton of action. It's got over 5,000 bets on it already. You know, it's got 58-33 as we look at the board, and I think it's been split. It's 55% of the money is on Detroit, 45% of the money is on Buffalo. So I think the fans really don't know which way to go. My sense of it is I think Detroit will try to play this game hard. I think they'll try to be fundamentally sound. I think, I think it's really important for Dan Campbell to get off on a good start. I think, you know, what he breathes – what he talks about, what he sells to his team is playing with effort, intensity, and I think these kind of games certainly lend itself to that. Plus the fact that Buffalo's depth as a football team, when they take some of their guys out, they're not the same team. Now, they got MVP Mitch running around. He could make a few plays. But once we get to Jake Fromm or Davis Webb, it's, it could fall apart rather quickly. So, you know, I, I like Detroit here. I really do. I think that I would be surprised if Detroit didn't play well. My response. Not well in the sense. I think Detroit will try to win the game. That's my point. Playing well, scratch that. That was a mistake. My response, Josh and Michael, when you bring up me being a Lions fan is I'm a Miami Heat fan. There you go. Join me, Patrick. Please join me. I feel free. I'll take all the newcomers we can. We don't discuss enough of it on the show here. But, you know, I mean, look, you know, we got some good young players in the in the uh, summer league. You know, you dismiss 25 to 1 as odds. I like it at 25 to 1. In fact, I'm going to go over to Borgato on Monday, and and I'm going to probably, you know, lay a little futures bet with with my man, uh, with my man TG TG over there. I think I I think it deserves it. Hey, Berman, get him a cocktail. He's getting an attitude with me now. I didn't even do anything. I just said you and me are going to be crocking in tubs down in South Beach. We're going to own it because I'm a Heat fan now too. Uh, I would say I like the under and I think Michael you agreed with me a little bit earlier. Uh, the, yeah, the Campbell, I, I, I do. I, I, I was surprised. I thought it'd check in Josh a little closer to 34 and a half ish and we're sitting 36 and a half Buffalo Detroit. I kind of like that under there. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you, Patrick. To me, when it comes to preseason betting, it's either I'm playing unders or I'm really not playing anything at all. Um, you know, we saw yesterday both those. Yeah, mm-hmm. Michael, again, and again, both plays yesterday steamed up to the over. You, Michael, you had a great call on the Patriots under. We did see the Eagles play go over there. But again, all the variables at play really lend themselves to under plays here. The style, uh, vanilla style of offense, not taking too many chances. Under since 2014, 57%. And Patrick, a couple matches here. Um, one thing that I like, uh, aside from 
from preseason unders 57% since 2014. But if you're a preseason under on a home team that missed the playoffs, that's about 56% the last five years. So uh, lends you to uh, lean maybe under in that in that Lions game. Okay, our boss, John Goulet, has walked in because I think he heard that Lombardi was being mean to me as well, so we'll keep an eye on that. I mean, I'm just literally grinding all you month of July. Throw, you might want to ask John if we get another camera, we get the berm cam. We got to get the here. berm he cam. Might have a, yeah. It's like, I get, I get no respect well, we around baseball. here. baseball. I, I, you, baseball? T- you tell me, Mr. Baseball, is waiting for you. I, I, I've been waiting. I was up early this morning. I'm going to go with Milwaukee today on the, on the money line, on the run line. I, I think Brett Anderson will get off to a good start. Uh, you know, he's not the best Brewer starter, but I think in the last four games, he's been really good. And I think against Pittsburgh, it'll be good enough. And uh, there's been struggles for Mitch Keller. And what his ERA is at over seven. I mean, that's an area code. That's not an ERA. So I like Milwaukee today. Take that, Patrick. Thank you. Appreciate that. Josh, your thoughts. I, I love it, Michael. I got a Milwaukee card right here for you, my man. We're thinking we're thinking two, uh, two peas in a pod here, but I'm with you. Open minus 180 up to minus 200. We see these minus 200 favorites or more off a win, 74% this year. If you're a road favorite off a big win of five runs or more, 68% this year. Milwaukee's own Pittsburgh, 12-4. and four. I think down the stretch in MLB, guys, really isolate these, these matchups in the division where one team really, really owns the other because ten, that tends to kind of continue throughout the year. Um, also, Pittsburgh struggles against lefties. They're bad against everybody, but especially Southpaws going up against Brett Anderson, 7-23 and 23 against lefties this year. So I'm with you, Michael, on the beer makers. Then another one, keep an eye on the Dodgers. Look at the Dodgers tonight, guys. They're on the road at the Mets. They've been steamed up around minus 140 up to around minus 155. Patrick, you know how we always pronounce Urias differently, me, you, and Michael? Yep. No, ma- no matter the name here, guys, Urias, Mets only 13 and 26 against lefties. I'm going to lay it with the Dodgers. Thanks, Hollywood. We'll see you tomorrow. Appreciate it. Josh Applebaum. Thanks, Pits- everybody. Great time. show. Thank you. Thanks, Appreciate guys. you. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks, JJ. Where's Ben? Thanks, Bill Berman. Thanks, JJ. Go Lions. Thanks, DJ. <laughs> Thanks, crew. Yeah, go Lions. Go Heat. We'll see you tomorrow. The Nuts <laughs> next here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.